listeners will not know how long you've been up. Uh, okay, well, is... I can repeat it in a very humdrum way. Yeah, if you could just... A sort of rehearsed way. Right. Simon, imagine me spontaneously asking you, what time were you up today? And then I... you providing just a matter-of-fact <laughs> response, if possible. It's a, gr- it's a great question, and I'm glad that you asked it. Uh, 10.30 or 10.15, I am not sure. Sure. You don't keep strict track of these sorts of things. Right, but I would tell you that's the ballpark. Did you dream last night? No, but, <laughs> William, can I tell you a recent dream? And I Yes, recent. I would love... <laughs> your dreams uh, make... It, you know, a lot of people want to talk dreams because it sort of, like, makes the, your unconscious um, cool and exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you do the opposite. Yeah. So, I was... <laughs> I was in some sort of facility or something, some kind of, I think, maybe workplace, and okay. there was a uh, a lot of coffee creamer, like Coffee Mate. <laughs> yeah. So I was excited to try, like, one or more of them, um, and there was a coffee machine, but there were no cups, so I asked a woman who was, like, cleaning whether there were cups anywhere, and she handed me... A like large like blender sized cup, and I couldn't get it under the coffee machine thing to like squirt out the the, the coffee. <laughs> so I asked her for another cup. She gave me one that worked a little better that time. I, I don't remember what happened. That could have happened. Anything could have happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're frustrated. Yes, deeply frustrated. <laughs> um, well, it is great to see you. I have have we? Oh no, we saw each other this week. We were at a game, folks. That's right. Shit, that was this week. We saw that the, feels like ages ago. We saw the Spencer Dinwiddie revenge game. Oh, he was lights out. I mean, he actually wasn't lights out from three. He just hit that critical one. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing, Dallas Mavericks, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They're like the hottest team. I think they launched up to first in the NBA.com power rankings after beating us. They didn't... Okay, we didn't have Kyrie. I mean, I know know people are getting tired of hearing this, but we didn't have Kyrie (laughs) or... (laughs) Definitely didn't have Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, If that... If it takes a a miracle from Spencer Dinwiddie to beat KD on maybe the most off night I've ever seen KD have... Yeah, he was 40% from the field. I mean, he was off because he was like... I mean, because their defense was their defense was incredible. Yeah, there's there's no denying that. Um, Anyway, we were at that game. So we have seen each other since Atlantic City. I wanted to bring up Atlantic City. um, Oh, great. Just to ask about the creamer situation there mostly, but also just as a, a reason why our weekly podcast uh, didn't happen last night. We just ran out of time in Atlantic City. We usually try to record live from there, but we didn't. No. And that's it. <laughs> Don't you think our listeners deserve some sort of yeah, explanation? Yeah, why we, why we didn't come to them last week? Absolutely. We wanted to do it. We um, did. We brought we, our... Even, yeah, we brought our equipment. We brought our goods. We could have done it real late. Yeah. Um, after playing some basketball Connect Four. Yeah. With some Jaeger in hand. But I honestly don't know that it would have been um, fit for public consumption, whatever we came up with at that point. Yeah, yeah. That was after a long day of Atlantic City-ing. Anyway, (laughs) Atlantic City remains, in my mind, um, not only the greatest vacation destination in the United States, but increasingly the greatest full-time living destination in the United (laughs) States. I agree, and you know, I think that in in the I don't know this, but I'm just guessing that at a time when like virtually every single place in the entire country like housing prices are skyrocketing, um, you might want to take a look at Atlantic City. I think I, you I could suspect, find some deals. Yeah, I suspect their their real estate is is 
pretty reasonable. I I guarantee you, you would find a reasonably priced home in Atlantic City. Simon, quick question before we get to the subject at hand, because people are chomping at the bits for, for Nets content. Yes. Um, do you think the reason we feel the way we do about Atlantic City, that it is the premier vacation destination and an increasingly living destination... Do you think we feel that only because we haven't yet actually been to Myrtle Beach? <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I think everything has to be has to be said. <laughs> uh, these sorts of conversations, William, that you haven't been everywhere. No, including to Paradise <laughs> on the southern part of the. Where where is it? It's it's, it's South I, Carolina. It's in South Carolina. Yeah. That's as that's as close as I can get. I don't know what part of so I mean obviously on the coast of South Carolina, but I don't Great. know its proximity to Charleston. Right. Or I don't know any of the other bustling metropolises I'm aware of in South Carolina. Right. That's a, a Charleston is a thinking man in South Carolina. Sure, sure. Not like Savannah. <laughs> uh, no, that's in Georgia. That's where your yeah. that's where your lawyer's from. That that's where an old a man with a dilly of a case is from. <laughs> He's got make sure justice is served. <laughs> got the juices of a uh, Georgia peach running down his cheeks. Dripping oh, down my lips. <laughs> I better get my kerchief to take care of this before I go yeah, into the courthouse. Yeah. Oh, you're going down to the courthouse, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if it's not clear yet, we are total idiots. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. Simon, you want to welcome people back? Oh, yeah, folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, but with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, my back hurts. <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Ben Simmons is never going to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we do each and every unrelenting week, we put together an agenda that we know at this point. We have like we've done sort we have like Netflix level data, right? About what our listeners want, right? Yeah. It's like that's right. like a little dab of Kevin Spacey, a little bit of political intrigue. I mean, this is okay. That's not a good example. He's canceled. Uh, but you get the point. You get the point. We right, we right. have this show at this point is so finely tuned to your specific listener needs that mm -hmm. and goes, I do mean listener <laughs> that it goes without saying that we have uh, a jam packed agenda for you yes. right we've got we got a lot we got two weeks of content we got cover. two weeks of content uh we got nets news a lot of which is is so old i hesitate <laughs> to bring it up later we've got a consumerism corner also from a while back we've got a mailbag but first simon i kind of wanted to do something fun right now okay i wanted to start the show off with a little bit of levity Okay, um, I could I could use some levity. Oh, good God, me too, man. Uh, okay, I, I was I I'm not gonna go into uh, political realm here. We're gonna stick stick to the nets, uh, and in particular, we're gonna stick with a recent um, a recent contact we made at the Bravo Network. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and said Bravo representative has reached out to us about the potential of producing a reality show based on this season of the Brooklyn Nets basketball uh -huh. team. 
Okay, because this is this is more more reality show than basketball team, as we've discussed many many times. Simon, the fun thing about this show is that we're going to get to produce it. We're going to get to exec produce it, which I think is amazing. Being an right, executive that's that's producer. what you want. You want the exec produce exactly. And I think since we are producing and exec producing, we could even have like the moral center of the show be our podcast. Okay, sure. But it's our money. <laughs> but Simon, I wanted to in this segment in which we imagine what our Bravo show based on the Brooklyn Nets would be. I wanted to discuss first what some of the main storylines of this reality show. What are we hitting on this reality show? That have that have happened this season. Okay, well, for me, it starts and ends with Kyrie, of course. Oh yeah, Not but playing... we have some really fun side characters, so don't worry, folks. There will be other other fun people to engage with. But... Yes, there's uh, there's Joe Harris's sprained ankle that that I I love. By the way, this is true genius that the injury reports have long ago changed from saying sprained ankle to ankle injury just because they don't want to deal with the shame that they took a man's sprained ankle and destroyed his entire basketball career right i got i routinely got sprained ankles in high school i never subsequently had to have reconstructive foot surgery (laughs) exactly two of them um when is he having that one guys by the way like there's no like need to delay i would think he's been delaying for months anyway uh there's that there's well no uh, let's talk about the Kyrie. Ky- okay so what are the main storyline Kyrie storylines yeah okay vaccine right that's the big one that's there's the big one. And that, that's, that's evolved. That's evolved and mutated quite significantly. Exactly. There was the Kyrie's not getting the vaccine. There's the Kyrie's not going to play at all. There's the Kyrie's going to play part time. There's the endless stream of um, of like, will he or won't he be allowed to play? Yes, I would say at this point in the season, late later in the season. Eric Adams is going to become a quite large character in this. Yes. Ooh, that villain. <laughs> right. Kyrie, beginning of the season, vituperation, shame heaped on Kyrie Irving, right? Yes. Irresponsible, bad guy. Yes. Now, um, maybe greatest basketball of basketball player of all time, folk hero, yeah. And uh, only person willing to stand up to the most iniquitous figure in New York City history, Eric Adams. Eric Adams, for, for not caving to the demands of a famous person. Cave, Eric. Um, <laughs> no, I yes, absolutely. And the Nets have done a a fabulous job of sh- of shifting that na- that narrative, at least in Nets world. Like I don't know how well he's they're doing in terms of like. Your average NBA fan, I imagine they still, you know, hate Kyrie. Uh, or, I mean, at the very least, recognize that this is ultimately his responsibility. It's, it, but, he is not playing by choice. I think that needs right. to be said in all of these. It's not Eric Adams. It's no one's fault. It, I mean, he's choosing not to. I totally agree. I mean, I mean, I, there's just no, no disputing that. The only thing I would say... Though that that I do find interesting, William is is that now in this current phase of of Kyrie not being able to play, uh, and the, and the fact that like every uh, uh, person at Barclays Center who is a paid ticket holder can can be unvaccinated is that I think this sort of reveals not just the way Eric Adams is not the only person who feels this way, but like just the way our society treats consumers versus workers. Right. Like consumers are allowed to do anything they want. And it's a, it's a true travesty when they, you know, have to put on a mask. And if they're told that it's, you know, in many quarters, it's fine to just like slug someone in the face. Sure. You can physically assault someone for the, the audacity of telling you to change your behavior in any way. Right. But if you are an employee or a worker, you, um, 
you have to be in on time. You have to show up and work hard. You have to, you know, do this and this and this, or like you're despicable and totally, um, you know, disposable. Right. If you don't, if you don't submit to the boss in the most fundamental way possible, your body, <laughs> your yeah. actual biological being, then you are a calcitrant, no good bum who should not get paid and hopefully die of destitution. Right, right. A deserved death. A deserved, a deserved death. Now, Nets Nation, you know, and this is all in the context of a Bravo reality show, so keep that in mind, folks. Right. Nets Nation is quite angry at Eric Adams. Yes. But it seems increasingly clear to me that if the if there's any hope um, for this situation to resolve itself, it is not going to come <clears throat> from a stroke of the pen from the mayor's office. It's going to have to come from the commissioner's office of the NBA. Right. I, um, I think that's totally right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I believe that Adam Silver is a lawyer. I know that the, a large majority of the people who work in the NBA head office are lawyers. Surely there is a way where they don't have to throw out entirely the language that doesn't allow the Nets to p to pay this like $5,000 thing. Uh, fine, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't have to throw out the entire thing that says that teams have to abide by local laws. But they could find a carve out for this one player right the nba wants this to happen it is an absurd rule he can sit courtside and be maskless um but he can't play in the game right um it's 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 become patently absurd but it's just it's not going to change on a city level so i think while it is fun to have eric adams as the villain in this show <laughs> um i think we need to shift the villainy towards the nba commissioner's office Right. Well, especially because it's an entertainment product, people. Right. Like, this is not, much as we'd love to believe that this is just a, like, you know, rules are the rules, and that's why we follow them, and no referees or players or uh, executives or owners are betting on sports uh, that they play, <laughs> even though that's a ubiquitous thing now. Right. Uh, it's just a completely above board, uh, you know, sort of like, ethics class um and like it's not any of those things yes just figure out a way to to get Kyrie to be able to play Josiah will pay the city fines I completely agree yeah I, I it's it's absurd at this point obviously so that'll be a big big part of this season's story obviously Kyrie will play the biggest part um I think a funny offshoot of this is like the conversation about whether or not um this is the best duo ever <laughs> kit Kyrie and yeah, uh, yeah. and kd uh -huh. when it's quite clear that it's not the best duo that kd has ever been a part of um <laughs> and 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 not even the best duo that he's ever been a part of on this team <laughs> like james harden and he were the one and two last right. year right um so yes Kyrie has had some very very good games recently and i and i hope we as executive producers we do want to highlight that um but i think that that is a completely preposterous new angle from the media or maybe just Kyrie fans um one thing that i feel like has to, or two things that i think need to be in this uh ben simmons needs to start playing a role in this in this series. Uh-oh, Ben. Ben, uh, get out of your dressing room, Ben. Yeah, well, no, stay in it. I think I think the season needs to focus largely on his fashion choices. <laughs> um, very much including the $1,370 Louis Vuitton Intarsia football t-shirt that he wore to the Philly game. Right, right. Simon, it was 84% virgin wool, 9% viscose, 5% polyamide and 2% cashmere. Only 2% cashmere. Now, William, this this is what a uh, I don't know if the, what the right word, what a I, I'm such a fashion noob. Yeah. 
that I would think you'd want it to be much higher percentage cashmere, but I've never even heard That's, of virgin wool. Hey, I was so. going to say, that is spoken like a man who has never had virgin wool on his skin. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must feel like? If itchy. It's, <laughs> itchy, itchy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it means at all. I mean, I assume it's, it's from a sheep, but... <laughs> It's exciting, right? Uh, that is that is exciting, and um, I gotta say, I find his fashion choices to be they look to me to again the untrained uh, fashion philistine eye uh, to be um, dumb looking. Yes, I, no, I mean that, that one of the things he wears dumb. Yeah, the owl thing was frustrating that this one we're talking about now, the virgin wool one, was straight up ugly. Yeah, and yes, and he was wearing another one that looked like a letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so like journey back to high school as a, an adult. What is what is so this sweater sweat I mean they call it a t shirt, but it certainly was not a t shirt. Um what is the they said it was 1300 bucks what's your most expensive piece of clothing oh my suit ah uh, right, right yeah right. this actually isn't a, you, you you see you sent me this is uh this is victoria newland and marco rubio here you you thought you <laughs> fed me a softball and it's a nightmare <laughs> it's a lot more complicated yeah um but i certainly don't it, let, let's let's bring it back let's bring it back to the talking points here i certainly do not own any t-shirts or sweaters that were $1300 $1300 yeah fair enough fair enough um i also think simon to gin up some interest and also maybe transcend uh sports fans who would be watching this obviously sports fans would be into it but as a way to bring in a whole new audience to our show i think we might want to do uh make ben simmons fiance a big part of this thing <laughs> isn't she like an instagram influencer yes yes um i don't uh, yeah absolutely i i only laugh because i <laughs> don't know anything about her and i don't know how how you and i could enhance the experience of i believe her name is jama okay something. yeah okay i don't know what her name is yeah okay i just well, think i i feel like that'll be a fun angle because people then then it'll be like if you love sports you're gonna love this documentary if you love influencers yeah and models probably. and models she's certainly a model yeah and that means she's probably into fashion. So all of a sudden, you have fashion, m fashion lovers, model lovers, influencer lovers, and basketball <laughs> lovers. Right. That's that's, that's basically a lot everyone. More wild than just basketball. You 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 find me a person who doesn't fall into one of those four categories, Simon, and and I'll say that's not a, a legitimate person. That's right, an that's illegitimate person. That's not our demo. Sorry, the executive producers apparently left out one human being. We apologize. <laughs> you, sir, are not in our demo. <laughs> um, final bit I think should get should be a storyline, like a, a sub sub storyline. But just what's happened to former superstar Blake Griffin this season? Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's I mean, just out, out of the lineup. No, he's really out. Yeah. He's really out. Um, Him and Dayron Sharp. And, like, Dayron Sharp at least gets to go into the G League and get, like, I think he had 22 rebounds in the last oh, game. Oh, yeah, he he's, the G League. he's tearing it up. Yeah, no, right now, Blake comes in the season. He's a starter. They're giving him shots. He's obviously an integral part of the team. Then... Pretty quickly becomes apparent he's not going to make a three-pointer this season. And so expectations change. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, guys. I still have a vital service. Once every three or so games, I will draw a charge. I promise. <laughs> so he's just out there begging for someone to fucking mow him down. Just maul him on the court. <laughs> begging for it he comes up with his little lunch pail bleeding but smiling because he still serves a purpose and now he's just on the bench 
He can't yeah. even he can't even get mauled in a game any longer. Right, and he didn't even here. Here's what I think is 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 even a little bit sadder. William is that so Paul Millsap had the gall <laughs> to be to say like. You know, I'm being underutilized here. <laughs> I need to spread my wings and go to like a a, a place that really appreciates I'm me. So I'm so happy you I, brought up th- Paul Millsap because I was going I, to if you did. I thought he, uh, I, I I thought he was going to prove us wrong. I must admit, but but that guy did that right, and then was promptly is like the third string. He uh, was Andre Jordan. He. <laughs> That is the greatest humiliation any player with self-respect could possibly have. <laughs> You're so bad that a team goes out and gets unplayably bad DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, and plays DeAndre Jordan like 15 minutes a game. Oh yeah, they were they were necessary backup center minutes that Paul Millsap thought he was getting, and they were like, eh, "Nope." <laughs> um, but. But Blake doesn't even have the like pride in self to to do that to to pull a Paul Millsap and say, "Hey, I'm not playing. I need to spread my wings." Right. No, it's it's over for Blake, and that's tough. I loved Blake last season. Yeah, I love Blake. He was a hell of a contributor. I thought he had a little left, and yeah, then and I then guess... I watched him play. <laughs> Did you? Well, and the other thing, William, which I always bring up, is the guy does dive on the ground, he skins his knees. Yeah, he gets his hands dirty. No, yes, he he is willing. Yeah, it's like um, the end of the wrestler. And that's exactly right. Exactly. Yes, he's he's yes he's getting bashed over the head with a, with right. a nail right. plank. Does, does anyone have a fluorescent neon light fixture that you can beat me to <laughs> death with here? That's, oh, you you can't do a super suplex anymore. That's okay. Here, step on these nails. Right? Have you ever bitten the curb before? I think you're gonna love it. <laughs> we try to fake it, but you can't fake that curb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> poor Blake. Poor wrestler. Yeah. That movie a- was. That movie was like. Uh, that had a moment. Yes, I mean it was. A, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. Was that Darren Aronofsky? Uh, it's either him or it's Linklater. It's not Linklater. Right, you're right. You're right. It is yeah. Darren. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, it was good. Good movie. <laughs> I'm sure this reference is just not <laughs> landing. Where were you guys? In, what, was that 2008? <laughs> it was mid aughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For like the slightly high-minded film goer, right? <laughs> Which there's so much crossover with that in Nets fandom. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, you probably have seen the wrestler and remember it better than either of us. But uh, um, Blake Griffin is Mickey Rourke in that movie. Yeah, that's who he was, right? That's who the star mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Great performance. Absolutely. Extremely believable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um it's like if you got like uh Donald Sterling to to act as um Harvey Weinstein in a biopic or something like that. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. We'll see if I can do it, okay? Well, I'm 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 pretty much a chameleon. So. <laughs> uh, all right, final thing on our Bravo series, Simon. Any ideas for a name? Um, <laughs> I think Nets level is very good because that that's our stupid. Um, or at least it was. I don't know if it still is, but that's our stupid uh, sort of like PR catchphrase thing. Right. Nets level. Uh, uh, but I think it takes on another meaning in, in the context of our dr- dramatic reality TV. Um, yeah, I, I just think I think like so many of them are like 
the wives of uh, oh, uh-huh. of this place, or like the uh, the Shahs of Sunset. So alliteration is big. So it'd have to be okay. like the bad boys of Brooklyn, or that's sure. Too, that's sure. not that's not very good. The divas of the NBA doesn't work. Um, but you see where I'm going with this. Yes, the the something the har- harbingers of the hardcore. The harbingers of the hardcore. The harlequins of the hardcore. Ooh, there we go. Um. Okay. Anyway, listeners, if you're into this idea, I, it's such an. I just hope someone's filming this because this would truly make a spectacular reality series. And I, I expect I expect a tell-all book, William, about this season. I know, I know. Who's embedded enough? Like, I don't think Schiffer has the has the chops for a book. Um, He's too busy running around doing his actual day-to-day job, you know? Oh, maybe, yeah, be- maybe Brian Lewis. Yeah, or, you know, maybe there is someone who, you know, wh- what's his name actually did do that book, and at least to my knowledge, I had no idea he was around the team. Embedded? He was. Nick Friedel, they sent Nick Friedel to the beat. Oh, yeah. You think he's got a book in him? I don't think it's going to be a beat writer because I think the beat writers have to stay on the, you know, the good terms. Yeah. You need someone who's going to who's going to parachute in and then and then never talk to anyone that he writes about again. Right, right. Like some GQ writer who got sent in to do like a profile on Kyrie's right. um resistance to the vax and and right yeah and and discovers so much more (laughs) it's captivating stuff it's horrible basketball yeah i mean it would be great if anyone was playing basketball like it would be great if ben simmons would you see the latest on him um he got an epidural yes and yes Mm -hmm. but and then steve nash the that is supposed to be for folks uh uh unaware of, of epidurals that is supposed to be a healing mechanism mm-hmm. since epidural william he's regressed he's now doing nothing he was shooting at a basket now post epidural nothing is it safe to say ben simmons will not play a single game this season i think it's very safe to say i actually have a theory william and this would be good for the show for the- that the nets are skeptical that uh, that the back issues are real and so they're subjecting him to more and more painful procedures <laughs> in the hopes that he's like he's like ah, you know what it's, it's, not, a, it's not the back an elaborate back. game of chicken <laughs> exactly they're like okay ben well the next thing we have to do is anesthesia free surgery on right. your back so. have you ever had your full spinal cord replaced <laughs> without anesthesia uh, right. Uh, unless you have something you want to tell us, I'm just going to start chiseling here. <laughs> He's not going to break. I mean, this, <laughs> I don't know what the net, what, what, you know, sort of threats that they can, they can wield that Philadelphia hasn't tried. The guy <laughs> ain't playing basketball. <laughs> um, okay. So... The fun, the fun thing here, Simon, is your prediction is Ben Simmons plays zero more games. We know objectively how many more games um, Kyrie is going to play, and unless he gets hurt, <laughs> unless he gets hurt. Oh yeah, and uh, and that's three. He's playing three more games. Um, that was a, a good line of Brian Winhurst on his podcast the other day. Uh, did you hear it no. about Kyrie? He said. Yeah, Kyrie Hurt is either injured or an injury to his team. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Yeah, sure. Um, so anyway, the injury to our team will be playing three more games. I imagine at least one of them will be a 50-piece. Uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Can you... I mean, Seth and I were talking about this, but it, it, it this has worked out so beautifully for him it is unreal 
like he it's like it's scripted for a bravo reality tv show (laughs) but he gets to show up and and like he is fantastic he has had like a, a few not great games but mostly he's been either very good or like franchise history makingly great no i think it's i mean it's a pretty clear um it's pretty clear evidence that if these guys played fewer games this is what you'd be seeing like if lebron james were playing once a week right he'd be it'd be incredible um but the 82 games does tend to wear (laughs) on those who condescend to play in them um that's (laughs) something that's both ben simmons and Kyrie have 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 life hacked though (laughs) ben simmons is about to be hacked Uh, (laughs) okay ben we're gonna remove all the skin from your body for a little (laughs) while we don't have to <laughs> if we don't need to do you know what i mean ben blink once if you don't want <laughs> us to remove all of your skin because you're willing to concede you can do one-on-one contact basketball at practice <laughs> i don't see you blinking ben <laughs> bye-bye skin ben bye-bye skin <laughs> I love that theory. It's <laughs> obviously you. correct. <laughs> and it's obvious Ben Simmons is the hardest dude in the entire world. He is willing to do so much to avoid ever having to play basketball again. Really hates the sport. There's <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, my God. Um, did you, I, I pulled out this quote from Kyrie Irving that, uh, I kind of wanted to read since we're on the subject of Kyrie. Okay. Cause I think it exemplifies what a narcissistic jackass he is. Also, <laughs> okay, so folks, it's, a, it's an unflattering quote. Yeah. It's believe it or not. Great player as we 60 set the franchise fucking record dropped 50 some points in another game transcendent talent no knock on his ability to play um just incredibly difficult to root for a guy who chooses to not um play for the team that he's being paid tens of millions of dollars to play for um he says i know it was in relation to his vaccine decision i know it was tiresome for my teammates and i know it was for some people in the organization I just commend all of us for just really making a choice to come together and just deal with this. Irving stated, do you commend people for coming? Like, you made the choice. No one else (laughs) made the choice. You made it. And coming together and dealing with it, that's a wild way of framing everyone frantically trying to, to, like, paper over the season that you've essentially stuck a stick of dynamite into. (laughs) Then he says, we're dealing with it face on. So whatever is going on outside of what we can control, that's what happens. Here's the thing, Kyrie, you can control this. You control this 100%. (laughs) Then he goes on when we can, it's just showing up every day and knowing that we are all sacrificing something to be here. You're not sacrificing a fucking thing. Everyone else is sacrificed. Yeah, he is losing money. He is losing money. He is losing money. But like, it's it's like framing it as like, it's this collective thing. It's like, this is all about you, man. This is 100% about you. him and his choice to not do what everyone else on his team and in the league has done. Right. Uh, anyway, that's just fun Kyrie stuff. Simon, KD was fined for what he was caught saying to a fan. Yeah, I haven't seen this. This is hot off the presses, I believe. Is that right? Uh, no, no. This is from days ago. Uh, this was at the game we were at, I believe. 
So this is the this is what happened. I'm just going to read read from the article. A fan shared a video on TikTok that was taken courtside, catching a voice from the crowd telling Kevin Durant, "You've got to take this game over." Okay? Fairly innocuous thing. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. You don't know what it is? No, I, I <laughs> Oh, this I'm, is so I'm... great. Okay, so the fan says, "You've got to take this game over to Kevin Durant." Presumably like a big KD fan, big Nets fan says that. And the Nets star responding, "Quote, you got to shut the fuck up and sit down." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hero, will you go be my hero? You better shut the fuck up and sit down. Now, now, I love Kevin Durant. Amazing reaction to that. Totally preposterous to me that he's being fined $25,000 for that. Yeah, I think it's for the cursing. You cannot charge someone $25,000 for saying fuck. (laughs) That's absurd. I agree. I agree. I, 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 I mean, yes, it is. It, <laughs> it is I so mean, easy to trigger that guy. No, well, it's so funny, too, because you know that guy, like, yeah, in addition to Shirley being a fan of his, like, thinking, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, get in, in Kevin Durant's ear, and I'm gonna be, like, I'm Steve Nash right now. I'm, I'm gonna, like, whisper words of wisdom, get him motivated, and he's gonna take over this game. And he's just like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Ooh. <laughs> that that wow. does not go, it goes in, like, Rudy or something. Right. I just cost that man $25,000. <laughs> you need to sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I didn't watch the video. Maybe he was, like, saying it sarcastically. But from reading the words on the page, it sounds like what something a fan would say. Yo, totally. I don't think he was – yeah, I don't I, – I mean, right. I have not – obviously have not seen it either. But it, it – yeah, I, I'm sure the, the, the kid would – I yeah. Yikes. Anyway – um funny funny stuff <laughs> uh turning now simon to consumerism corner unless there's other nets news you want to get to uh oh um just uh we didn't rec- we we haven't recorded in so long that we actually did i do just want to marinate a little on the the sixers game if, if you know oh, that i mean incredible stuff yeah that that felt good. Okay, that this was the season, first time I felt good this season. I feel like I I, I agree. Um, but there was the Bulls game. I felt kind of good. Um, but but uh, but yeah, no, totally. This this was definitely the highlight of the year. Probably it will be the highlight of the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible just to go in see KD and Ky- especially and Kyrie locked in, like totally locked in. Uh, Harden did what you just dreamed he would do. Small game, James. Small game, James. It was, uh, it was, it was, I imagine it, uh, to use one of my patented, uh, relationship metaphors, William, we are the Nets sitting on her couch, uh, in our boxers, eating our third tube of uncooked cookie dough of the day. It's about 1130 AM. And, uh, and we see out 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 our window we see James Harden in an argument with his new gal and she says you are so fucking selfish and walks away <laughs> and you just i mean you're looking terrible you're sure. still in a total state of disarray you cookie dough running down your mouth but you know still James is in tr- trouble in paradise big time big time trouble he uh he definitely lived up to the name small game James and uh, all of your concerns were justified in a, in a single game. Yes. Hunk of junk is back. Oh, thank God. Eat it up, Philly. (laughs) He's going to wish that he had um, faxed over the signed contract extension. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Have we talked about how weird that is? 
I don't think we did. It's a, it's completely insane. That can be part of the the series for yes, sure. Yes, that is right. That is an interesting little subplot, sort of a thing where like you get, and then you're not sure if it's going to come up again. But there's like a, a a like zoom in on the screen that says like facts did not go right. Through. Right. No. Like the clock is ticking down. They're like commissioner's office needs this fax in by three p.m. <laughs> Two fifty nine and forty eight seconds. Forty nine seconds. Fifty seconds. <laughs> it's three. PM. No more faxes at this fax machine. (laughs) And then, then like smash cut to to uh, James Harden in a club with just sparklers going off and yes, like yeah, that was incredible. (laughs) Boy, I had a bad game. You know what makes it feel better? I can still party balls. Now, as a guy who loves partying balls, yeah, yeah, I mad respect. Like I, that was water off a duck's back. That I game. mean, that guy understands work-life balance. Yes, he absolutely does. Some might say that uh, poor work ain't getting a fair shake in that balance, but uh, <laughs> he's having a good time. Yes, he has a, a Western European idea of work-life balance. Yeah, like the way it should be. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I totally respect it. Um, and yeah, stick it to your employer, especially uh, you know Daryl Morey, who's done Darryl so much Morey to. And... <laughs> exactly, Daryl Morey and hedge funders. That's who he's sticking it to. Right. No, it's it's fantastic. He is someone else's problem now. Who we got in his steed is very much our problem. <laughs> I have noticed that he's been playing. So yeah, you got to give him that. Yeah, it, it's not as if we're without our issues. Yes, we have a, another tube of cookie we, dough. We have now. we have a a skinless superstar at this point <laughs> who's about to go through the first ever NBA. Do detoothing procedure. <laughs> okay, so you know we're gonna take each tooth out one at a time, right? <laughs> this isn't in one one quick detoothing bit. This is one tooth at a time. And Rich Paul, your agent, is gonna pull the teeth. He's frustrated as well. You're, you're making his job very difficult. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Ben Simmons. I just don't know that we're ever going to see him suit up again. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I I, I do just quickly, just because this is recorded out in the world, I do want to be clear that I am not unequivocally saying that he's totally making this up and that it's totally funny and you know he may very well and probably likely does have real back issues oh uh, yeah absolutely. absolutely i do just yeah just in case people yeah this is monsters. i mean when <laughs> sometimes when things are so painful such as this net season you you gotta look for the laughs and <laughs> Yes, neither of us are hoping Ben Simmons is de-skinned or detoothed. Right. Uh, nor, I, yeah, ultimately I don't believe that he's faking the back thing, nor right. I very much don't think he's um, faking the mental health stuff either. No. Uh, I think those issues are very clearly real. Uh, it's just, you know, it would have been nice uh, to get a guy who who could play basketball for us. It's not going to happen. Let's move on to um, Consumerism Corner, Simon. Great. So I sent you this. It's incredible. The New York Nets, 1974 and 1976 ABA championship banners, the actual banners that hung in the rafters of the Nassau Coliseum, commemorating the only two titles in franchise history, are up for bid in the Leland's Winter Classic Auction, mm. which ran through last Saturday. I didn't see how much these went for. The current bid for it was $1,181. <laughs> you know, like like when I, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, this has to be tens of thousands right you, you could get like an alan crab game worn jersey 
You couldn't get Ben Simmons sweater for that much. <laughs> a fucking sweater. And this is how much, like, the two most prized possessions in this franchise history are being sold for at an auctioneer that I have never heard of. Simon, at, in our library, a huge part of art historical research is done, uh, is provenance research. So finding who has owned what, when it's sold, blah, 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 blah. So one thing we collect widely in is auction catalogs. Okay, cool. it, not really, but oh, uh, I, I, I no, love it, the idea of being no, able to buy a slice of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting. But uh, I have never heard of Leland's Winter Classic auction. Okay, not no, one of those yeah. is never that catalog's never made it across my desk. Yeah, and honestly, never made it to a Leland's. No, I imagine you know they. One of the big ones, a Christie's or a Sotheby's, has to right. do sports merchandise. And those seem like iconic pieces. Like, this sport hasn't existed even for for a century. And those, you know, <laughs> there are only so many championship banners. Surely you could fetch more than $1,100 for it. Well, you know what is also great is that... We could re reasonably buy them. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that I mean, yeah, that's that's like a day in the doghouse. <laughs> hey, I got these. I need to hang them up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you're done, right? You you, you know you move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love also that like yes, your Sotheby's, your Christie's, they have a, a they, you know comes off. You can you can hear the like silver tongue that the, that those names are. And then there's Leland. <laughs> there's Leland, right? Yeah. It's like you can't say like Sotheby's or Christie's without like like the Grey Poupon voice. Yes. You know, and then you got cousin Leland over here. He's yeah. got a winter classic auction going on. <laughs> hey, Leland. <laughs> like an actual guy yeah it's just, just some dude in jersey who found these two two uh banners in a bin behind the nassau coliseum <laughs> oh, i got some of my chili dog on it but... <laughs> right you like whataburger right There's... <laughs> that's worth about a thousand bucks on its own <laughs> leland loves his whataburger <laughs> it's a jersey guy loving a whataburger fantastic I, consumerism corner yeah um i'll have to go in and and look at the results of that auction it was <laughs> i was i my jaw dropped when i saw how cheap that was going <laughs> for <laughs> i mean surely surely the nets organization joe sigh would want them right yeah like yeah joe joe sigh has a sock that's worth more than that. <laughs> that he puts on one sock at a time like the rest of us. Right, right. He likes pecan pie, pumpkin pie, <laughs> apple pie, and blueberry pie. <laughs> <laughs> the most boring Chinese billionaire ever to exist. Ever to exist. Um... Okay, well, I'm glad you liked that. I'm sorry we didn't snatch it up. I like Seth. You and me could have pooled that money together and Absolutely. like co-owned it. Every every like four years, one of us gets to hang it up. You know, <laughs> I I transfer it over every week. Yeah, no, I would want it more than every four years. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not saying like a thousand dollars is nothing. Like I don't spend a thousand dollars on stuff ever. But for, for like maybe the most important piece of Nets history, sure, I'll spend a thousand dollars. Incredible. Uh, what what else we got here? Oh my god. <sighs> Leland's. Um, okay. I'll, okay. No, we got to move on. We got to move on. We got a mailbag, Simon. Okay. Uh, it's from IRL Jay Z. What up? What up? What up? What up? 
we've got two of them. First one, Simon, what genre of America's Funniest Home Video, which I will be referring to as AFHV from now on. Great. Is most like the Nets this season. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I don't know about you, Simon. I, I didn't spend a lot of time watching AFHV. Really? So I don't know what genres there are. Oh. But I did have uh, one that I think is probably a genre. Yeah, hit it. Um, it's something like uh, like there's a celebratory event happening, like a high school graduation. Uh-huh. And a person is about to get their diploma, and they, like, fall flat on their face. Right. There's right. It's people falling off of stages. Right. Uh, right. Stages collapsing. Right. Like an owl swooping down and, like, biting their hat off or something. Right. Exactly. All with Bob Saget, R.I.P. Bob Saget, going, oh, I'm just going to get my diploma here. Ah! (laughs) Yeah, I never really watched AFHV. Did you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Every Sunday, I think it was on. Um, Yeah. We were uh, were big TGI Friday and Funniest Home Video Sunday uh, family. Okay, so what's a what's a genre that you feel like encapsulates the net season? Uh, somebody getting hit in the balls. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, ball shot. Which, which was good. I mean, there's also like what are some other categories? There's like little kids doing like cute stuff that isn't sometimes isn't even really funny. But pets like, probably pets doing they stuff. have on there. Oh, pets for sure. So this is basically just like like memes uh, avant la lettre. What? Before <laughs> this is like memes before memes. Memes oh, before sorry. memes. I'm a Leland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> so this is memes before memes. Yeah, I mean, YouTube before YouTube. YouTube before YouTube, sure. Right, yeah. right, right. I still don't get YouTube. Okay, next one, Simon. Next, I'm sorry, Nets by Community Service Corner, okay? So okay. they, large, oh, right, right, they right. largely don't hoop these days, but they still make bank. It seems to me that some of these guys have perhaps forgotten how good they have it. You two are handing out community service responsibilities to some Nets players. Who is doing some work to improve our city and what type of community service are you having them do? Both excellent prompts, I must say. Absolutely. Thank you very much for them. Um, what do you have for this one? Well... <clears throat> I want to put Kyrie Irving to work doing doing some service. Me too. Um, He's got a lot of free time. And I, yes, and I, you know, he does do uh, uh, plenty of um, of worthy things. Uh, but I, I would, I would just love to see him, um, like go with him to, like, uh, I, I don't know, say a like. Department of City Department of Education meeting or something, uh, and and go and you know hand out very you know like help help children who um, you know have special needs or whatever, and then uh, right right at the end of the day he can be uh, there when um, several of the employees who do that sort of thing are laid off because they didn't get a vaccine. Uh, and he can sort of feel how that is somewhat different than um, Voice of the Voiceless over here. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was going to have Kyrie volunteer at a COVID testing site. <laughs> Oof, that is bad, buddy. You don't want that. I was fine when I got it. <laughs> um, my other one would be uh, Blake Griffin, the great prankster, Uh-oh. right? Uh, oh, okay, sure. Um. He begins uh, pretending to be a health inspection officer for the city, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into restaurants and plants hilarious things like, um, you know, like a severed human hand or something like that. Oh, great. great. You know, something, something funny. And then That's he clever. films the horrified owners. 
uh, reaction. He's like, did you know you had um, a severed human hand in your walk-in Ooh, freezer? Oh, great. <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> Is this a grade pending? <laughs> and then he's, you know, of course, he's like, ah, gotcha, gotcha. It is a severed human hand, but it's not yours. It's not your doing, right? And then right. all's fine with the world, and the real health inspector comes in, and they get a, they get an A, you know. Um, right. But I was thinking that the money generated by a hit show like this could be used and redistributed to the restaurants so that some of them anyway could begin paying their employees a living wage. Sure. Does that seem, seem reasonable? That seems totally fair. So we have a little fun and then a little socialism mixed into it. Right. Uh, A win-win for, for the city of New York. Absolutely. I also, one thing I was thinking, Ben Simmons, you know, he needs to be put to work for sure. Um, and I thought a good thing for the city, like Eric Adams is already gaining a bit of national attention. Like I'm always oh, surprised yeah. at how many people know who Eric Adams is. Yeah, he's he's big. He's big, but he could be bigger, I feel like, if Ben becomes like like gets him hooked up with uh his stylist. And then because you know, Eric is a is kind of a party guy. But if he and Ben start like going out red carpeting events, that's gonna raise Eric Adams to like, like, absolute lock for Democratic uh, presidential nominee twenty twenty four. Like, oh, yeah. bye bye Pete and Kamala ticket. We've got Eric Adams and an influencer that hangs out with them on the ticket. <laughs> And that just launches the profile of the city. It's just it's a win-win, I think, for all parties involved. Sure, a- absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's a terrible for the country, but um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but what is would it, it be worse days? than Kamala and Pete? Uh, I think it would be. Similar. I think at least he would be more sort of interesting as a person. Uh huh. He has better like quotes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see that he had a? He was, he was um up at like ten a.m. going to um Irish bars and drinking Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. Uh huh. And the the press, you know, whatever was around, and he was like, "This is right after my smoothie." <laughs> Yeah, good guy. Funny guy. Yeah. Party animal. Party animal. Best partying mayor in the country. <laughs> he's 62 also. I know. Or 61. Well, I know. He's a he's a real force of nature. Um Simon, do you think it would make you feel better if our listeners rated and reviewed the show? Yes, please rate it. Please review it. We'll read some five-star, five-star reviews maybe next episode. We've got some new Ooh, ones. That'll, that'll be nice. We do? Yeah, we got some new ones. Oh, my. So rate us. Review us. Tell us uh, Tell us what you think the Bravo series should be called. The Divas. I need a D thing that relates in some way to Barclays Center. Atlantic, Flatbush, neither start with D. Uh, Simon, got any D words? I don't know. I don't. I. I I've lost it. Um, okay. I'm a Leland's guy. You're a Leland's guy. Yeah. If anyone's ever purchased anything off of Leland's, whether at the Winter Classic or at another one of Leland's <laughs> auctions. <laughs> Let us, it doesn't have to be from the from the winter classic. But it'd it be, could be it'd be strongly preferred, but it's not <laughs> it's not mandatory that it be from a winter classic. Leland's <laughs> Leland sounds like he could be a Georgia lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that's like a defense attorney who's like beginning before you get the good. Georgia lawyer right oh yeah not like no 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 he's not like, oh Leland's late again he's got mustard on his tie right 
the hapless the hapless defense attorney that has single-handedly helped ensure the long-term imprisonment of countless human beings yes he has like 10 right the innocence project has a leland file (laughs) it's just not the man you want defending you in a court of law (laughs) especially against a peach-eating georgia law a prosecutor <laughs> he smells blood in the water <laughs> well i got a little over there i think i <laughs> i think i can wrap that ba- <laughs> are you sweating leland i <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, no i'm not uh. I just got my Winter Classics coming up soon. Ah, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> Someone might pay me $1,000 for a priceless piece of memorabilia. <laughs> Great consumerism quarter. Yeah, that could have been the best yet. Fuck, why didn't we get that? Okay, anyway, <laughs> Simon, it has been an absolute pleasure. Nets Nation, always fun kicking it with you. We hope to hear from you. Maybe next time at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on literally anything, okay? What's your favorite auction house? Christie's? <laughs> Sotheby's? Bonhams? Bonhams, another great one. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, folks, it's been a pleasure, and we will go ahead and uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. Columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.